0: greeting earthlings we have now taken over your radio hello
1: and welcome in to the jayhawk talk podcast i am kevin joined with me as always is andrew andrew we are coming off a riveting game against the utep miners last night uh, we can talk about that for I don't know 60 seconds because I want to get to the real important thing, and that is this KU Missouri game coming up. But let's
2: talk UTEP real fast, sure. Yeah, of course, everyone just wants to talk about UTEP, no one wants to talk about uh the Missouri game, right? No one wants to talk about that. I, in fact, I went to the UTEP game last night, okay, uh, at the newly renamed T Mobile Center with the pink lanes. I don't really like the pink lanes, but I'll tell you at the, the talk at T-Mobile arena, T-Mobile center, whatever it is, um, was all about the Mizzou game. That's all anybody wanted to talk about. It was the Mizzou game. Uh, not necessarily there, there was a UTEP game going on. However, the discussion in the stands was one Christian Brown and two Missouri's on Saturday. So this podcast will probably reflect that general attitude. Is that correct, Kevin?
1: I think that's fair.
2: Okay, so if you want to talk about Utah, I, I was there and I just a couple takeaways. If you want to get there, is Christian Brown is a dude. Christian Brown, if Ochai wasn't on this team, Christian Brown would probably be getting like all American talk. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it now, but Ochai crowds that conversation out for him. Christian Brown may deserve it listen, you, I'm going to give you credit
1: here because you have been pure Christian Brown guy from the beginning. Uh, you, you, you have been, you have been the, the, the conductor on the Christian Brown hype train. And I I haven't been totally on board that train the whole time. So I'm going to give you credit here.
2: Now let's, let's dissect your criticism here. Your, uh, your, your fallacy, your, your wrongness. Were you (laughs) in the camp that he should be benched at any point last year, or even this year should not be in the starting lineup. I've never
1: said he should be benched. I don't, I don't think I said he should be benched. What I said was I want him to make three pointers and he's not, uh, because last year we thought he was going to be a 42% free three point shooter. That's what we thought he was going to be. And he wasn't. And he had some games where he like got off the dribble and actually looked good, you know, getting to the basket. And then he would look terrible this year for, for whatever reason, he has figured out how to get to the basket and score the basketball. He was nine of 13 from the field, nine of 13. He made, he was one of three from three, nine of 13. He's making a lot of easy shots. Now they were all dunks. I mean, it all was dunks. him cutting
2: to the rim, getting yeah. the ball and dunking it. Uh, some it. fast break stuff. So I, I think that he's at a disadvantage and and, and and at no point am I saying that a, a white dude is. Don't being, say
1: sneaky athletic. Do not do, no, do it. no. I'm don't, not saying that a, a white.
2: I'm not saying that a white dude is being disadvantaged here. But what I am saying is that I think people are looking at his skin color and also where he's from, and immediately just thinking, "Oh, we've Read got ourselves shooter. another. We've got ourselves another Tyrell Reed. Shooter. Oh, shooter. he's Tyrell Reed. White dude who can shoot. Who went from Burlington, Kansas. Oh, he's Tyrell Reed." He's not Tyrell Reed. His stats more resemble Josh Jackson. Oh man, you're right, and that
1: is like, <laughs> like that. If you put that on Twitter, like I want, I want to see this. mistake take that 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 uh, Christian Brown is Josh Jackson. Prove me wrong. Like, put the meme. Uh, I want to see. I want to see people's reaction to that, and then I want you to do some stat digging on this. That would be super interesting to me. But you're not. I don't think you're terribly wrong on that. At least Okay, so
2: I'm stealing this from Derek Johnson, who uh hosts oh, sure. the yeah. the old uh show uh yeah, that Nick on Schwartz 1320. Yeah, on yeah, sure. So we'll yeah. give him a, we'll give him credit here because I was gonna Good get take. to this. I was gonna get to this. Uh so we'll give him credit. So thirteen twenty in Lawrence, three to six, he hosts that afternoon show that's mostly just about Kansas
1: basketball. Rock jock sports uh, talk uh yes. on uh on podcast form.
2: And this is this is the the take here list of Kansas basketball players to average sixteen points seven rebounds two and a half assists and one steal per game since nineteen ninety two Josh Jackson and Christian Brown yes yes
1: I had not heard that take obviously until this podcast and I I kind
2: of blowing my mind a little bit and like, and, and that's just a stats you know perspective but like you can also see some like slasher mentality in here. Cause that's where he's getting his buckets is on slashing into the basket, uh, you know, backside stuff, uh, you know, dirty stuff. So like we're talking resembles a little bit of Wayne Selden there. Uh, he's looking to hunt for his bucket sometimes. So he's, you know, maybe got a little bit of Keith Langford in him. This dude is not Stop Tyrell it. Reed. Stop this dude it. is a star. This dude <laughs> is a star. It.
1: Stop it. Stop saying that Christian Brown is is Keith Langford. All right. Like I, I'm going to draw the line somewhere. You got to say, I, I get it. I, I understand. You're looking at the stats. I understand the Josh Jackson thing's still blowing my mind a little bit. I got to catch up to this, but uh, listen, I it's not crazy.
2: It's not crazy. No, it's not crazy. Uh, and <laughs> so we're lucky to have him. I mean, the amount of improvement that he has done from year to year is kind of staggering. He's I mean, Jalen you know, w- Wilson.
1: He's he's what Jalen Wilson was supposed to be this year. Right.
2: Right. And and maybe we get to that. And we'll we'll get to Missouri. I'm so antsy to talk about Missouri, but I kind of want to. <laughs> Just a couple of things. Maybe those steps that Christian Brown is taking forward and even Ochai is taking forward. You've seen maybe a couple steps back from Jalen Wilson, maybe a couple steps back, maybe offensively from Remy. Maybe that's on purpose. But there's some room to go to grow for those other two guys. Um, and I'm not saying that Remy needs to score 15 points a game. We're not struggling offensively. Yeah, but he can't score zero. Right. He can't he can't match Dwan
1: Harris. I mean Harris they Harris both can't, zero can't score zero. They both can't. Jawan Harris played thirty minutes and scored zero points. He shot one time.
2: God, he's so good on the floor yesterday, one though. Time. Remy Martin That's plays really, 23 it, and minutes. it was the first. It was the first bucket of the game, wasn't it? The first. It was. It was early. He it took a three. Early. He took a
1: three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Remy shoots the ball four times, zero for three from three point
2: land. Three threes, zero points. He shot one two pointer too unselfish. There was one time he gave it up to Christian Brown where he should have just taken the shot. We got we got to get them right. But there if there's a game to get those dudes right, it's against Missouri. Meat necklace time. It is meat necklace time. I'm glad you said meat necklace because first question I have for you before we get into anything is that uh Missouri is a bad team this year. Pretty bad. They've lost to teams like Liberty and UMKC, this is not a formidable opponent. So Kevin, do you take your foot off the gas or is this a meat necklace game? Uh-huh.
1: I would say under normal circumstances, if KU is playing the let's take a look here. What's what's Ken Palm Mizzou? is hundred and uh, what are they 138 like thirty-eight or something? Uh, 138. If KU is normally playing the 138th rate Ken Palm team in Allen Fieldhouse, we're a top five ish team that normally the answer would be yes. That if we get up 20, it'll look like the UTEP game. We'll kind of do whatever. I don't think bill self is going to allow KU to coast to a 20 point lead or 20 point game. If they go up 20 in the first half, like they did against UTEP. I think Bill Self is going to be on their throats to get right. out there and run up the effing score. And you know, Bill Self, like we've, he's been around long enough now. I appreciate, and I, I you know, it, it's something that's, that's been learned. And he was, I don't know, he had a good record against Mizzou. was like, I heard it today, 17 and five or something like that. Pretty good record. They, there was some pretty good Mizzou teams in there, but he always got it. Like it was not, it was not something that that needed to be like taught to Bill Self that Mizzou was an important game, and all of a sudden, I mean, you saw that last game in Allen Fieldhouse. He calls that the most emotional game he's ever coached ever, and that's, I mean, that means something. And he was effing pissed that Mizzou left. I mean, all that we saw quotes after. I mean, the he blames Mizzou. So yeah this game is going to get gnarly pretty quick if if KU's playing well. And I don't think it's going to stop.
2: I hope not. You know, I think these guys... You know, and I don't want to talk about the rival, but I think these guys... Uh, you know, I heard that Jamari and Sharon talked to the team yeah. to kind of get them pumped up. You know, it's kind of like you get the old guys to come back to talk to the Chiefs about the Raiders. So like, this is what the rivalry with the Raiders right. You can, You do kind of need that. Because yeah. if you're not... Like, let's say you're... Jalen Wilson from Denton, Texas, like you don't know. Christian Brown knows, Ochai knows, those rest of those guys, oh, and and uh Wando knows, he's from Columbia. Those guys know about this, but those other guys don't. So, you know, it's a rivalry is important because it's it happens over time and then there's so much history. But we've had almost 10 years here. Uh, so I, I don't anticipate everybody being on their on their on their game. On on the top of their game, but like we're going to use this podcast to try to get everybody jacked up and excited for it. So you know, these these students don't know; they don't know what it's like to play Missouri twice a year, maybe three times yeah, a year. They were like ten or younger.
1: Uh, I, I, so this is going to meander a little bit. I think um that's okay. I think we're just going to go back and forth with Mizzou takes. Right? Is that okay? Is that is yeah? That what we're do we want to
2: also preview the ending here to what we're going to do at the end? Yeah. Just I, to- Give him a I little think, signpost.
1: Yeah, assuming he he doesn't uh ghost us because he doesn't want to come talk to two KU fans. I think we're gonna have Carrington on, Carrington Harrison, sixteen Sports, noted Mizzou fan, uh <laughs> good sport generally about KU MU. Uh, I think it'll be a good good discussion. We're gonna have him on a little bit.
2: Yeah, uh, once he learns that we're not good sports about it, I this know. conversation. Well, he knows. He knows.
1: <laughs> he knows. I give him shit all the time. He gives me shit. It is. I mean, he knows. But. If, if he decides that he's, he's up for it, he's going to join us. But you talked about Andrew, someone coming in to hype the team, right? I have, this is, this is a football thing, but I remember the moment, the very moment where I was like, I don't like Turner Gill. I'm done with Turner Gill. Okay. Do you you want to know what that a, moment was? This is a weird. Just wait for it to talk about Turner Gill. Okay. Forever, every coach would invite Fambro to come talk to the team about playing Mizzou. Forever. He was a regular with every Mangino team. He was around. And Turner Gill, when asked about having Fambro, said uh, he will not be coming and said that it was because of Not because of anything necessarily, but because of his health. I cited the coach's health as a reason he would not. And then some uh, enterprising reporter caught up with Don Fambro. uh, You know, he's available and said, Ain't nothing wrong with my health. I fell and broke my hip a while back, but I'm fine. I'm up and at him. I can go against almost anybody in a one on one drill. Anyone who wants to challenge me, I'm ready. (laughs) So Don Fambro was fine. And Turner Gill, and you might recall, Andrew, I don't know if you remember this. Turner Gill had a very strong rule. Do you remember what that rule was?
2: No swearing? No
1: swearing. No swearing anywhere in the football complex or on the team. That, that's why Don Fabro wasn't allowed to come talk to the team. Are you serious? I'm telling you. I remember it like it was like yesterday. I remember thinking, are you freaking kidding me? That you ain't gonna let Don freaking Fambro come talk about. I mean, oh my goodness gracious. Like, there are some things that you just, like, you gotta do. You gotta do. And, uh, and so I found this story about it because I remembered it. And <laughs> in the story, uh, this is, uh, this is written by Matt Tate back in 2010. So, I'll uh, good old Matt Tate's been around a while, uh, said, uh, he was talking about some of Fambro's famous quotes, right? And in 2006, he recalled a time when doctors told Fambro he'd need, he needed surgery and recommended he go visit a surgeon in Missouri. And Fambro <laughs> says, I won't go. I'd rather die. I'd rather die <laughs> than have some Mizzou <laughs> bastard cut on me. That was his quote. That's the rivalry <laughs> That's right it. There. That's what I'm talking. I thought we needed to lead with this. That's it's like a rivalry. This is this is what I'm talking about. Like you don't think you don't hear that kind of shit anymore. Uh, that's old school stuff, and and I I freaking love it. And it I remember how I was like literally mad about about the uh, turn of freaking Gill not allowing Don effing bro to not come talk to the team because he's afraid he's going to swear in front of him. Oh man, it still makes me mad.
2: You know. Uh- it's we live in Kansas City. We live on the Kansas side. We live in Overland Park, and you, you see it every day. And it's not necessarily related to like a basketball game, but it's a Kansas Missouri thing, right? It's uh, you know, there's a state line right over there. Do you would you fill up your gas in Missouri or would you drive over to the Kansas side? Like that's kind of a big, you know, question. Like I do that's all,
1: I do it all. I think about it all the time. Right? You know what oh, happened? How how mad do you get when Google Maps? When you enter the state of Missouri, it says, welcome to Missouri. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get mad every time, every yeah. single
2: time. Would you go to the state line, uh, Minsky's, which is just on the other side of the state line, <laughs> or would you drive just a slight bit further to go to the Metcalf one because it's on the Kansas side? Like, I mean, no question. No question. If we're being honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do it subconsciously too. I oh, think yeah. Like, I think oh, it's just a thing.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's not, I mean, it's, it is related to the basketball thing. And it, it's all, it's all one thing. It's all one thing, but it's, it's just a, we're Kansas. We are not Missouri. And I don't want to mix those two things together.
1: Yeah. It makes it hard living in Kansas City because it's it does. Like right there. Uh, yeah. I grew up in Topeka and you grew up, uh, much further west than that. So let's talk about like growing up. Like, what was, yeah. What was your experience with the so, zoo like? I'll tell you mine.
2: It it has changed drastically. Okay. So this is going to differ from, from your, so I grew up in garden city, Kansas, Western Kansas. And the, the rivalry that everyone paid attention to was Kansas, Kansas state. That was a big deal in the city. That was a big, because maybe, you know, a, a good chunk of the population went to KU, a good chunk of the population went to K state. There was nobody who went to Missouri who, who, who lived in in garden city. So it wasn't a thing where it's, it's kind of more reflective of the people who were around to, to have the rivalry go, there has to be some shit talking and there was plenty of shit talking going on in between KU and K state. So that was a huge rivalry. You know, the football games in the nineties, it was always a big deal. Basketball games, uh, you know, the whole city was watching and it was, you know, pretty much half and half. But when I went to KU as a freshman, I soon learned that, yes, KUK State is a big game, is a rivalry. However, there is there is another. There is something much larger that you need to learn about. Um uh, and boy, did I did not realize how much I hated Missouri until <laughs> the August of two thousand and three. I I quickly learned. You walk around campus, and one of every four shirts says "Muck Fazoo." It's like <laughs> that's hilarious. But like literally at that time on campus, those shirts were so popular everywhere. everywhere that it was like one in four. Not just on dudes; it was on everybody. Every I had everyone. Four. I everyone at least own. owned one. I think everyone at least owned one. I you had didn't one, necessarily wear it every day, but
1: you at least owned one. I remember I had one that was a little worn down. That was kind of workout one. I had one that was like a little fresh that I kept fresh for games. I had like one that was like a little different, a different font that I didn't like as much. I had one. Oh uh, all, yeah. You know what I mean? Cause there were all these knockoff. I mean, there was like the main ones and they were kind of knockoff <laughs> ones. But you couldn't like pass a box on the campus and be like, I can't, I mean, I got to buy one. They're 10 bucks. I got to buy right.
2: one. They needed to have like catalogs. Ooh, the new fall 2006 uh, Muck Fazoo t-shirts out. Let's check out what it is. Ooh, they went with uh, a little more bolder <laughs> fonts. I think I like it. I think I like it. <laughs> I remember my mom was making a t-shirt quilt of KU
1: shirts. And I was like, you got to put this. She's like, I oh, really i am like, uh, yes, oh, yeah. you have
2: to. <laughs> that's part of, the, that's part of the, you got to. Those anyway. shirts are so hard to get rid of. You, you, I can get rid of T-shirts all, all, over, all over the place, but I'm not going to get rid of those T-shirts. No, I can't do it. They're so faded and so worn. and But what do you, what do you they're just dedicate a drawer to it in your house. Know that they're there and feel good about it. Don't throw them away. Don't throw that away. That's that's a relic. And
1: so your experience was a little different than mine because I grew up, My I, I had season tickets since I was five. Uh, going to KU basketball games, my dad bought season tickets the first year that Larry Brown uh, was coach, and had them all the way up until when I was in college. So I went to KU games growing up every every single game, almost literally almost every single game. I probably missed 10 games my whole like youth. And I remember sit down norm was like the first thing I, I remember saying sit down norm before I remember saying rock chalk. Like I remember <laughs> yelling sit yeah. down norm. Cause as a kid, you, I mean you just get indoctrinated. You're like, yeah, sit sit down, Norm. And like everyone's yelling and you're freaking norm. You can't I, like that dude uh I, I mean I was there at the game when when they gave him the the rocking chair to sit down mm-hmm. like to his last game. And I I mean you had to love it. And Norm Norm had this perfect sort of I I hate Norm, but I kind of love that I hate Norm, and mm-hmm. I love that Norm is everything about this rivalry that's right. Like he would stoke the fans, he would do it. I mean, he would do it. He meant it, but he was not like yeah, I don't know. He he was the perfect coach to hate. Uh, he was the perfect Mizzou coach uh, in, in every way because he was. I mean, he was a pretty good coach too. Uh, but like that was. Uh, you know norm uh uh that that i remember sit down norm almost like it was yesterday it's pretty crazy
2: and so my you know i I knew of norm stewart i knew of you know i was a a fan of of big eight basketball but my first real glimpse into that world glimpse into the dark side was was quinn snyder
0: and so the the young really easy to hate Really oh, definitely.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, slick back hair. I mean, obviously, the dudes went on to a pretty good <laughs> yeah, career in the, the NBA. Wild part <laughs> resurrected himself. Uh, you know, I think he coached. He was an assistant coach in Moscow for a while. Uh, you know, rose himself back up to the D League. Respect. And Almost now uh, is a is a pretty damn good coach uh, for the Utah Jazz. Got that team going pretty well for the past several years. Yeah. Um. But at the time, young guy. Uh, you know, maybe an early Grayson Allen type, you know, white guy from Duke who everybody just hated, so you know, was able to step into that Mizzou role, you know, pretty easily. Didn't last all that long, I don't think they gave him enough of a chance, but uh, he was a fun guy to hate. Oh, yeah, you know, the it, it was uh, he, he didn't now he didn't antagonize the fans like Norm would, but he would he, he played the part to a certain extent that he. Was easy to hate, and like he said, some stuff in the media that was, you know, not as good as what Norm would say, but you know, kept it going.
1: Right. Uh, I want to talk about mukfuzzy shirts one more time.
2: Okay, let's yeah. So (laughs) because I got one more thing. That's that's important. That's that's part of the culture.
1: I remember also shortly after I left Ku, that there was this this big to do, among Ku, and this is when I. You remember like starting to feel like, uh, like maybe, maybe there's something to college campuses becoming just a tiny bit too woke, like a tiny bit. It was when the student Senate and student advisory and whatever else said, we got to get rid of the muck fazoo shirts, Kansas fans. We got to get rid of them. Uh Marcioni. No, the
2: students. The student senate did did not do that.
1: I can't remember who it was. It was a student groups. Student groups. Whatever. Uh, whatever it was. Uh, and and the story was, uh, that that ESPN wouldn't show a fan that wore a mukfazoo shirt, mm. and that that's that was that's fair. That's just not not good. Uh, and so there's a story about it. I found this old story. Uh, from 2007. So I was trying to remember when this whole thing went down because I was thinking about the, it, it, the the Turner Gill thing led me to when Muckfuzzoo went away. Uh, and so it, by the way, it didn't go away. Obviously, let me fast forward to the <laughs> to the end. Nobody freaking got rid of it. But what they tried to do was well, two things. One, they had a contest. Uh, oh, this is actually a second thing. Let me finish the Muckfuzzoo thing first.
2: There's Joe, so many things. There's I know, so many I know, things. I
1: know. But see, this is what we're doing here is educating maybe people
2: who didn't remember
1: or like remember to like, oh, my memory unlocked. Like remember some of this stuff. The The story was, you know, most of the shirts were coming from Joe College, which was a little, sh- little shop on Mass Street. Owner was Larry Sinks. Remember the name? Uh, he, he was involved in a lawsuit by KU saying that his shirts and friends on the school's trademark, right? And I don't know how much money you spent at Joe College. I would go in there and buy a minimum of five shirts every time I went. Oh, yeah. I, I, had, I had 100 Joe College t-shirts. And they were all the same color, blue, same color blue, and just had some funny print or something on them. And <laughs> I found this story about this. Uh, and they interview sinks on this. And said that he first printed a version of the Muck Fizu t-shirt in the 80s, okay, which I, which I liked, and then stopped until about six years prior. So back in like 2001, then he set up this shop and he sold a, a zillion of these. And he called it ridiculous for KU leaders to discourage people from wearing the shirt, saying they're trying to control everybody in this town. And then said, you know, they got to Marcioni, uh, who said, well... I'll be honest. That's not the shirt we're after. We're after things like "quote Kansas swim team with sperm on it." <laughs> mm. that, thats the kind of stuff that was being sold at Joe College. Uh, I see. You trying not to left. That was a. Uh, that was that was the, uh, the apparently Marcio. and this was a quote like in the story, which I thought that was just brilliant. Anyway there you go joe
2: college yeah so uh, the way that ended up they ended up in a lawsuit where the university sued joe college and i think that he would have won the joe college would have won but i think they bled him dry i yeah. think they racked up his attorney's fees so high that he agreed to shut down his shop and they would they would uh dismiss the lawsuit but he would have won they, they he wasn't doing anything wrong like he wasn't using Jayhawk. He was using Kansas and blue. And those things aren't enough to have a copyright infringement or any kind of trademark infringement. Uh, They just bullied him out of business. And that is a shame. That is too bad there. It had to go back to the underground. You had to buy it out of a cardboard box. (laughs) Maybe that's more meaningful when you buy it out of a cardboard box. Uh, But I I bought
1: most of mine out of a cardboard box though. Oh,
2: definitely. Uh, Yeah. You know, my favorite one, other than the tried and true, like the the OG traditional Mukfazoo was where it had the John Brown painting and it said, Kansas keeping America safe from Missouri since 1850. Sure. That was my favorite. And I think that one, I've worn that one so many times. I think it's just a blue shirt now. I think it's completely faded. My brothers, definitely I've seen it. His is gone. It's a blue shirt. <laughs> you can maybe get a little faint outline of it. So, uh, and then he, Kevin is also showing me. I remember that one. That was a good one. Somebody uh, there's there's a little bit Twitter. there's there's some that are creatively um vulgar. A little vulgar, but but hey, it's not the university's job to police the uh, student. Uh. And enterprising students' imaginations. This is the rivalry comes to
1: town a little bit like it's a little bit different.
2: Like, right? We said this last week. We're on our worst behavior.
1: Absolutely,
2: we're we're good the rest of the time. This is when we're on our worst behavior.
1: Terrible person, Uh, and that is evidenced by uh, a blog post that I wrote.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's let's move on to the blog post. And anyway, before we we should probably write a book about the Kansas Missouri rivalry, just entitled. I hate Missouri and there will be a chapter in there about Joe college because Joe college is that important.
1: Absolutely. He's a vital, vital part of the story.
2: So this blog post, you sent it to me earlier. Was this 10 years ago? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. You try to go find it people. I think Kevin's going to try
1: to hide it. Yeah. I'm probably going to delete it, Uh, but (laughs) but, uh, there was one passage. So this was written right after the, so we, we lost the first game in Columbia the year that they were leaving, right? And the next game, uh, I said, I'll quote part of this. Uh, I want Jayhawks to return the favor. Except this time, I don't want the Tigers to feel it with only seconds to go like we did over at the page. This is Page Arena, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want them to feel it halfway through the first half. I want them to get that feeling so many other teams have when they've entered the fog that is this game over yet kind of feeling. The feeling where they just can't wait to get back in the locker room and on a bus out of town with their tail between their legs. I hope this game is a blowout nay an annihilation. As for Missouri leaving in many ways, it is kind of a sad departure. Not because KU shares any love for Missouri. It's more of a we love to hate you feeling. Most KU fans think it's a bad decision, but as even most Mizzou fans will admit, we've all grown accustomed to Missouri making terrible choices when it comes to the administration of athletics. I'm sure this decision will be a good one, you know, for us to eternally make fun of. So anyway, later losers, I still and will always hate you.
2: Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. So there you go. Does that hold up? What are your thoughts now? So that I was
1: thinking about that. Uh, first of all, I use some words that I would not use now. I've grown up a little bit.
2: Uh, not not a, much.
1: Not in that passage. Uh, probably not a lot. Not much. Uh, let me just say this. Would I say the words? Yes. Would I put them on the internet? Less likely. Mm, yeah. that, that's probably more the line now. Although back then, everything was... You put anything on the internet. Uh, but I I still hate them. I mean, we, we just talked about how you don't want to... When freaking Google tells me I enter Missouri, I flip off my camera or I flip off the, 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 my phone. I get mad about Mizzou stuff. So yes, I still don't like Missouri. Um, I still root actively against Missouri. Do I hate them oh. with a burning passion? I don't know. Not Probably you know, not like I used to.
2: I, I always check to see where they are in the SEC, You know where they are, if they got a game going on. I don't watch them. I used to w- watch Missouri. You know, I would watch, you know, most of the big 12 teams, uh, but I mean, I don't, I don't care anymore, but I do like to see when they fail, like when they, like when they have a bad season, those Kim Anderson years were great. Yeah. Uh, Konzo, or I don't think he's got this team going. So, you know, I do keep up football has been a little different. Um, they've been okay. I, I don't, I mean, let I me, mean, that's a question we can ask Carrington. Was it worth it? Yeah. Is this. I don't. I don't know if it. I mean, maybe they're not. They're never going to say no. They're way too invested in SEC. Sure. Way too invested in that. But, sure. uh, you know, really, if you really get down to it, was it worth it? I don't know.
1: So, a couple more things before we try to get Carrington. Uh, also, a little, maybe a little bit too, felt a little woke. I think this is when we were on campus. They tried to change border war. To border showdown remember well, that they was, did do that they didn't I know, just well try, they I didn't. well they sure maybe espn calls it border showdown we no one else called it border showdown like right. that that sh- so yes yeah, somebody changed it on formal marketing but everyone else called it the border war right uh and i it's that kind of stuff like we're going to try to sort of whittle down this this rivalry just a little bit we're gonna get rid of t-shirts we're gonna do this and uh you know what like there are some things that are just okay to just call it a real rivalry and stick with those things and bang the drum that you hand off when you win the football game and is it was it called the indian drum yes it was called the indian drum and it was called that for 50 years until it disappeared. And then showed back up and now it's like in the college football hall of fame. Like there's there's things about this rivalry that are unique and old and historic and just like unmatched. Um that sucks that we don't have anymore. And and it is uh I'm still I'm happy we're playing. I think it's gonna be fun. Um,
2: but it isn't it isn't quite the same. Is this game getting its proper due? No, I don't think so. And, I mean from anyone. I don't think I don't think it is. I think people in on in camp on campus in in, in Kansas City are, are are excited. But it's almost like you forgot how to do this. Yeah. You know? And and even something like ESPN, like we're at 215 on a Saturday on the main ESPN broadcast, but is that where this rivalry game deserves to be played? And maybe it's we're playing in December. This game does not need to be played in December. This game needs to be played on February 28th. That's when this game needs to be played. And it needs to settle a conference title. You know, it's, it just feels weird in this spot. Yeah.
1: I got one more story. This is my favorite KU Missouri story. So it is 2004. Uh, Bill's first year we are, um, we got a Mizzou game coming up. It was I'm looking it up. Now it was February 2nd, 2004. We had uh, on the previous game was a case state. I'm sorry. It was a, uh, yeah, it was a case state game. Um, we'd beat them. Team was pretty good. Mizzou was okay. But we, the buddy Hawks, which was our camping group had pulled the number three uh camping spot in line. Uh, and there were hundreds. I mean, it's just massive, you know, Mizzou, Mizzou game. And just like we're seeing now, you're hearing reports of like all these camping groups already popped up for, for Mizzou this time around. It was a different feeling. I, I, did you camp? Oh, yeah. Whenever remember the lotteries for Mizzou games, always the most, always the most.
2: It wasn't even close. It was insane. It was it was the place was packed. Yeah. I mean, it was usually really cold. And they did it probably in the parking garage when there's so many people like that. Um, and it was, it was its own event. Yeah. Especially for games like that.
1: So we pull number three and a couple days go along and you know how it worked back then. I assume it's still the same. You had to have someone there at 6am at, and they would do a a 6am roll call and then they would, Go he'd have somebody, you have to have somebody at the field house all the way through till whenever 10 p.m. at night or whatever, or until they would suspend, which would happen sometimes, right? But 6 a.m. was the key. You had to have someone there at 6 a.m. We were always pretty good about that. We had we had 30 people in our camping group. We had the Max, and we had a girl, Sarah, who was always pretty good about getting up. Well, Mm, this morning. I
2: see where this is going. Pretty good at getting up.
1: This morning, Sarah. I texted her. I actually asked her this question today. It's her birthday, by the way. I was like, tell me about Happy that birthday, time. Sarah. Tell Happy me birthday. about that time you missed the camping. And she said, she, she immediately recounted, my alarm didn't go off. And I woke up in a full panic and I cried. And as soon as I realized <laughs> what I had done, I let the whole team down for the biggest game. I don't think uh, uh, it still brings me anxiety thinking about it. And then she said, I can't believe it worked. And do you want to know what worked? Let me tell you. So you got
2: out of it. We so down, so, wait, so, so <laughs> how they do it, if I remember right, is that they'll call roll at random points throughout the day. I think someone could say we need to go yep. and, and then, you know, they go up there and then they do it and make sure everybody's there. And if you don't, either your you group get, is crossed, crossed, off, crossed off and you can put your name at the bottom at the when bottom. you come back.
1: You yeah. got it. And remember, there's like 200 groups and we're number three and we get crossed off at 6 a.m. We find out at like 6.30 or 7 or whatever that this has happened. So I go down there with this other guy, Daniel Patty, who happens to be Sarah's boyfriend. And we get down there. Sure enough, we've been crossed off. And there's a group of people just kind of standing around there, whatever. And, you know, it's all these people everywhere. People are... I'm looking down. I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't... Because we were like trying to decide, should we put our name at the bottom? And we... We were always pretty, we always had 30 people. We always were pretty good spots in the camping group. And Daniel Patty, we called him Patty, looks straight at me, looks at the camping list, looks straight at me, grabs the camping list off the window and takes off running. Oh, off gosh. up the hill. Just takes it <laughs> takes off running. <laughs> like just, oh, just no. on a bolt, just like boom, he's gone. And I'm going, uh I'm looking around, I go. Roll call. (laughs) So, someone, you know, someone comes up and they go, Where's the list? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, so no one saw him do this. No one saw him do it. Because I, and I didn't know he was going to do it. He just on a whim grabs the thing and runs. (laughs) And so I'm like, Roll call. And, you know, people coming up and like, Where's the list? I'm like, I don't don't know. Where's the list? I was like, Where's the list? I, 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 no one has the, where's somebody have the list? And no one had the list. And so, they called down the guy who had been running it that, that, or the, for the, the lottery. And the lottery guy says, listen, I got the original list. And everyone's like, wait, oh, wait, wait. We have people who've been crossed off. I was like, yeah, we've got people in cross- who remembers who's been crossed off. And they're like, well, it's like that one. It was like that one. And everyone's like, nobody remembers. Nobody. I wasn't crossed. Nobody remembers. And so they, had they this, went to the original. They went to the original list. Oh, I start man. camping at that spot and we get front row seats to Mizzou. (laughs) So that's when she responded and said that was love. He saved the buddy Hawks and my honor. (laughs) I can't believe it worked. (laughs) So uh, one of the most epic uh, student camping stories. I'm sure there's a lot of them, but that one was pretty funny. Man, there you go. And we, I still, I actually just looked at highlights of that game. Uh, You can see us in the front row. You can see our our, our guys. It's all grainy, but uh, we had a couple guys you could not miss. uh,
2: It's (laughs) pre-HD.
1: So there you go. Uh, All right.
2: Well, let's talk to a real Mizzou person.
1: Yeah. Let me see if I, let me, let me text him here and see if we can get him in.
2: Uh, Do do you have, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, let's, let's go over some advice for the fans. This we're out of practice or you don't know what's going on. Like maybe you've heard of it, but you haven't been to this rodeo before. Any any advice? I'll just say no mercy. Yeah,
1: no mercy. Um, it's gonna be louder than any game that has happened since when.
2: OUKU one versus two buddy healed game.
1: Triple overtime. Yeah. So I was in the building for that game. That build that game was crazy. Um and 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 just cre- just bonkers and, and loud, uh, it didn't compete with the, the energy in that game, no. the T route Block game. But I, I, I oh, know, no. I know. But you're right. Last game, that's probably true.
2: That, Those are the two best games in the last ten years. Those two.
1: Yeah. So
2: by far, uh, I, I think the key is rest your voice. <laughs> yeah. You, Make a plan like, you know, remember a year ago, make a plan to vote, do what you need to do and visualize it. And then you'll do it. Yeah. This is not one to take lightly. This is make a plan, get, get your voice rested, get your body rested because we're going to need you.
1: The team's going to need you. Exactly. And do not, do not uh, start calling for TN. At the six minute this, mark. This, this is, is not, not that the, game. This is not that game.
2: You guys can be <laughs> cute about, about Christian every other game, really every other game. Oh, Chi uh, needs to play 40 minutes. <laughs>
1: uh, So let's, let's put some predictions out there. Uh, Carrington hasn't responded. So we, we might, we may not have Carrington on after all, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't necessarily blame him. Uh, but so, what? What's your prediction on this game?
2: Um, we've played a lot of teams in this caliber, you know this this area of of Ken Palm, and it seems to follow a a path of we get out to a big first half, and then we just kind of lazily walk through the second half, and they score about as many points as we do in the second half, and we end up winning by, you know. 15 or 20. That's definitely what happened at UTEP. And you can certainly look back to maybe Iona or North Texas or some of those other games where it really kind of felt like that. I don't want that to happen this time. So I think Bill Self is going to use this opportunity to really get his guys going in the second half. Ken Palm has this as a 20 point favorite for KU. Is there a betting line out? I haven't seen one yet. Okay. Uh,
1: but I suspect it will be a few more than that few more than 20. I, I mean, wow. What do you think it's going to be?
2: Would that be the most lopsided point spread in this rivalry? I, I
1: have no idea. I but, mean,
2: it'd be impossible to go back and look, but it's got to be, when would it ever be 20 points against any big 12 team? It would never be 20 points. There's, there's gotta
1: be. So think about it like this. I mean, most of the time, Ken Palm and Vegas aren't that far apart. Uh, right. Maybe a couple a couple points. So, do you think that Vegas oddsmakers are looking that looking at this game and going, "Well, we could put it right on Kin Palm number, or we could do what most people think is going to happen, and that's probably look at this and go, Kansas is going to take this game, and public Joe Public's going to try to bet KU. I bet it's twenty one, twenty two. I okay. I could be wrong. I don't don't listen to me, but.
2: I'm going to guess we go over that number. I'm going to guess that we're going to try to push that. We're going to try to really meet necklace this and, and, and let them know that, you know, coming back, coming back and playing us. Isn't going to be easy. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think?
1: 150, 150
2: to 95. They're going to um, score 95. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's a good
1: point. That was that Kentucky score, right? The, I, know, the I know. 1989. Yeah. Uh, 150 to 95. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think we win uh, by a, a, pretty decent margin. I, I think Bill Self is. I, I have a feeling that this is a game that he's not going to, uh, going to hold back. I, I think he wants to absolutely destroy them. We all do. Yeah, he we gets want it. Bill yeah, Self. Gets it. If, if there's nothing else you say about Bill Self, is that he's always been a guy who gets it. Gets yeah. Kate,
2: and let's not forget Missouri tried to hire him. He was yeah. up for the job when Quinn Snyder got it. So this is a guy who has multiple areas that he could, uh, you know, be offended. But he's the Kansas coach. He is the Kansas coach, and uh, that means that he is our our vanguard against Missouri. He is our lead fighter. Uh, we look to him and he has certainly provided that leadership. All right. What do you, what'd you learn?
1: Uh, from, from Carrington. Yeah. Yeah. He still has not answered. I'm looking through, I'm looking through this Twitter. So if you get the chance, go onto the Twitter machine and search for, uh, uh, talk, my profile. And there's a tweet that I said something to the effect of, uh, in honor of KU Mizzou, I want to hear your favorite memories or stories about the rivalry, game stories, shit that happened at work, whatever. Give me your best. Tag your friends if they were involved. Bonus for photo evidence. And this thread is really good. Uh, you know, people talking about what games they were at, uh, showing their camping groups from back in the day, showing their t-shirts. Uh, my fav- <laughs> One of my favorites is Dan Weck showing his camping group. That has the uh, the F and the M uh, in Mukfizu, uh, <laughs> uh changed around to the uh, the, the the original uh, uh, saying for that, and uh, he said, "This is this is our group. We got our signs up for thirty seconds before they were confiscated, <laughs> and then he tagged a bunch of his friends. Like this is this is good stuff." Uh, Roger Wolfram has a framed picture of Sit Down Norm, uh, the the UDK. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. How great would it be to have that? This was
2: when the UDK was at their best.
1: Yeah. Here's another one. Hey, Quinn, you're fired. Uh,
2: that was that was a primo uh, apprentice which is, years. Which is Trump.
1: <laughs> Trump, Trump yeah. on it. Hey, Quinn, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of this stuff is, it's, you, you got to check it out. Uh, it was, it, it's good. This is uh, Chelsea who says, for my birthday, my dad surprised me and gave up his ticket to the final KU Mukfazoo game. Never in my life had I been to a more exciting game in my entire life. She shows a picture of her wearing a Muck for Zoo t-shirt like you do. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is good stuff. There's a lot of historical stuff on here, too, like people, you know, old, older stuff. Uh, Vernon, I really like Vernon Witter. I don't know who Vernon Witter is, but Vernon will, will message me from time to time and say, I was in the marching Jayhawks for four years. It was in Columbia in 1978 when I was hit in the head with a frozen orange.
2: <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <It> says,
1: <laughs> I got 12 stitches, needless to say I hate Mizzou. <laughs> How
2: about that? Uh, yeah, well that was always the thing. Oranges. Right, that was always the thing like their 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 group, the Antlers, their student yeah, group right. that's They're still around. That's uh that does stuff like that. You know, they were always accused of throwing batteries.
1: Batteries. It was always batteries, yeah.
2: That was always their thing. I have no evidence to support that, but that was always the accusation. But this
1: guy, frozen orange, <laughs> frozen orange is that's a that's that might be a little that's a little rough. Uh, but this this thread is brilliant. So yeah. Anyway, go go through it, check it out. This this stuff has continued to come in, uh, and and everyone's got stories about you know whatever they. One guy had the flu and it was like green the entire game, but had to be at the game. <laughs> It's like uh anyway there's there's all kinds of stuff uh all right andrew let's we'll give we'll, we'll we will maybe bring this to a close and in the event that uh and by the way it's not probably it's not probably Carrington's fault i did tell him nine o'clock it's nine o'clock right now so we'll give him a few minutes if he ghosts us just another reason to hate mizzou fans uh but not carrington he's cool but you know i i get it uh just in case, though, let's bring this thing to a close. We gave our predictions. Any final thoughts about KU Mizzou?
2: Um, I want them to do a funny video, you know, with the old lady from Outlaw Josie Wales or Grandpa Simpson. I'm oh, excited yeah. for that. I haven't seen that in 10 years. Uh, I want them to show highlights of the fight from 1952 with the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Clyde the Vellet, like stepping on that guy. I want to see it all. Like I'm excited just for the pageantry of this. And I also, I want to see a destruction of a program.
1: I love it. Oh, by the by, I have good news. Carrington's ready. Okay, good. Okay. So hold those thoughts, uh, those closing thoughts. We will get Carrington in here for a few more minutes uh, to talk a little KU get his perspective, and uh, we will be right back. All right, we are back. We are joined by our guy, Carrington Harrison of 610 Sports. Carrington, long time no chat, man. How you doing?
3: I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm happy to be on with you. I was joking with you before this that I don't know how we've been in a pandemic for, what, 18 months now and you don't know how to work Zoom? I feel like we all learned how to do that by last April. Like, all of us had Zoom sort of master that you're the one person that just has no clue how to use it
1: listen just you're afraid of my links you you you, you were were afraid my links were gonna work just fine you're like no 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 this is the way me and my homes do it this is the way me like big time of me yeah i
3: I wasn't i wasn't trying to i was just trying to give you an example of i know what you were trying to
1: do you pick my homes (laughs)
3: <laughs> he's the only person I zoom with. Right, he's right. the only person I use zoom with now. <laughs> hey,
2: Carrington, Carrington, this is Andrew. I'll tell you, we've been doing this podcast with GarageBand and Skype for the past 10 years. We only switched over to zoom like three weeks ago. So give us a little bit of uh, a <laughs> growing curve or learning curve here to, to figure out how to, this works.
3: Okay. That's fair. Uh, I mean, Kevin knows I, I'm happy to do, Whatever he needs me to do, uh, I I didn't think that he and I would be talking Missouri and Kansas basketball at this stage. I actually, that? I actually didn't think that they were going to play Kansas again until Bill Self was done. Is when I kind of thought that they. Uh, hold on, this car. The the cops are pulling up. Oh, never mind. I thought the, <laughs> I thought the cops were. I thought the cops were pulling up, and I had to get over. So kind of distracted me for a minute. But uh, no, back to what I was saying. I actually. I didn't think that Kansas was going to play Missouri again as long as Bill Self was the head coach and that Self leaving was going to sort of be the olive branch that Missouri and Kansas needed to play again. So hearing Bill Self say today that he missed Missouri and how he can't wait to play him, and how this is the best game on their schedule, was it was very surprising given all the arguments I've heard for a decade of why Kansas should never play Missouri again, that now Bill's back on board with playing the Tigers.
2: You know, can't both things be true, though? Because all those things can be true. It is the best game on the schedule in terms of how the fans view it, in terms of the excitement. But also, you know, he still wants to, to hold a grudge. Both things can be true. He's just kind of come around a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, both things can be true. It was funny because we actually ended the show with this today. So we are all three people that watch and follow college basketball, right? Like, we all care about college basketball. Tell me what's the most interesting thing about college basketball right now on the court. Tell me what the most interesting thing is involving the players. Not Coach K retiring. What's the most interesting thing in college basketball right now?
2: Probably Chet Holmgren and, and Gonzaga. <laughs> Just those guys coming back. Otherwise, I don't know. There's not much.
3: I mean, Just think no- about that. We're all three people that follow this and we're like, um, maybe Gonzaga and that's it. And I say that because college basketball has a regular season problem. Like it's funny because so many people say this about the NBA. Oh, it doesn't matter until the playoffs. You guys watch college basketball in, in, in November or December. Like this is the time that only the diehards are watching and following the sports. And no one knows who's on the teams. No one knows who the good players are. Nobody knows who the future NBA guys are. And the sport desperately needs more important regular season games that matter. So I'm for Kansas playing uh, uh, Wichita state. I'm for Missouri playing SLU or Missouri state. Like those games get people excited. They get people talking, they get people invested in the regular season. So this was always going to be a good deal. Like this was always going to be positive for everybody. Is it going to be the exact same because they're not in the same conference? So, they're not playing for the same things they were playing before. Sure, no, it's it's, it's not going to be that. But I don't know how anyone can watch the college basketball regular season, see that there's a game that clearly has interest and has people talking, then be like, "No, we're good. I no, rather play. I, get it. I, I I rather play Washington State non-con. What? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> That's stupid. No, you wouldn't rather play Washington State in non-conference over Missouri. Stop it.
1: Yeah. I, listen, I've always been on the Let's play them, but let's play home and home. I don't want to do this sprint center nonsense. Uh, Like, so I I mean, I've been pretty consistent with that take for a long time. I actually, today, I looked at my, I searched Jayhawk Talk and Mizzou. I was like, I'm going to look at some of my old takes. I've been on Twitter since like 2010. Let's see what, let's see what I used to say about, as about Mizzou. First of all, it was pretty dark. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but second of all, I was very consistent about playing them as long as we played home and home. And I remember texting you Carrington. I was looking back at our old texts cause I was, I was laughing at a picture I'd sent you, but looking back at our old text, I said, hashtag border war on October 21st, 2019. I texted, you said, what happened? And I sent you the link. Kansas athletics announces multi-year agreement to reignite border showdown, whatever rivalry. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and you're like, oh man. So that was, uh, that was, and then the other thing I was looking laughing at in the text chain was that picture of you holding, having to wear a Jayhawk shirt after some
3: bet we'd made. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I actually pretty vividly remember both of those things that you and I went to a KU, uh, we went to some KU football game together. I don't remember who they were playing. It was a long time ago, but I do remember that you were the one that told me that Kansas and Missouri were playing basketball again. Like, yep. I forgot what I was doing. And then you sent me the text, and it just kind of caught me by surprise. Like I said, now I will say this I am so, su- I- I'm actually surprised that it's a home and home. I, I, I never thought because I went to the last KUMU game at Missouri Arena. I didn't go to the last one at Allen Fieldhouse because I just knew something funny was going to happen. Like, they weren't going <laughs> to, like, Kansas wasn't going to lose the first time and the second time to Missouri. So I just wasn't going to like put myself through that emotions of not going. So I'm actually happy. I didn't go, but I regret not going. It's just kind of that like weird feeling about it. But being at the last MUKU game at Missouri Arena, I legitimately felt like Kansas will never play a road game at Missouri. I just thought that if they agreed to play them, they would only agree for Sprint Center because then neither team has the advantage. Like, if you sell the tickets equally on both sides, MU doesn't have the advantage, KU doesn't have the advantage. Both teams split the money down the middle, and it's good for everybody. So I'm actually surprised that Kansas would accept a game in which they don't get the door. Like that, that's actually really surprising to me in this. And that's why I said I never thought why Bill was there that they would agree to something of this magnitude. I think it's safe to say that they're going to play each other now indefinitely. Like I know they only have this, you know, six year agreement, but. We all think these six years are going to go good. Kansas is going to win, what, five of these six matchups. Why would Kansas not want to continue playing Missouri after they see how much of a win it is for them as a university? So I think that, like, this rivalry is here to stay. Basketball's coming – in or football's coming in, what, three years? Like, we're going to see these two teams play each other consistently now for the rest of our lives, I think. I'm in
1: for it. Uh, uh, not, like I said, it, there's something about KU Missouri – that just cannot be replicated. I I don't know how you guys feel about it these days. It was actually something we, we wanted to ask you two things. One, do you still feel the same way about playing KU? And two, do you, are you, do, is there any part of you that regrets leaving the, the big 12? So you can handle that however you want. But like we were talking about a little bit thinking, yeah, I still kind of, I mean, I still hate Mizzou. Like those, those feelings are still real. I, I I'll be hyped for this game. I'll be ready. Uh, but I think it's, it's different. Like, it's a little different. So, I don't know. What's your take on that, Kerry?
3: To to answer the SEC question, I would say I miss being in the Big 12 the most in the Big 12 tournament just based on where we live. Like, there is a weekend in Kansas City where college basketball is celebrated where we live, and Missouri is playing in Nashville that weekend. Like, that, that stinks, you know? Like, it was cool when Nebraska was here, Iowa State was here, Kansas was here, Missouri was here k-state was here that it was just a celebration of our region and basketball in the area i think it stinks for missouri when they play regular season games during the week like i'm supposed to get excited about a tuesday game against old miss like that just doesn't really do anything for me like that just doesn't really get me excited i don't miss it in football like i do enjoy the challenge of being in the sec the prestige of being in the sec and Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, this team wasn't winning the Big 12 a whole lot when they were there, so they're not winning the SEC either. So it's kind of a, a wash, I think, when it comes to those things. I think I think I miss the Big 12 the most for this game that we're going to see. I don't really miss Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or any of those teams. Like, I miss the back and forth with Kansas. It's one thing to have it on Twitter or in the office place. It's one thing to have it on the court or on the field. So. I miss Kansas the most. Like part of your identity of being a Missouri fan is your hatred of Kansas. Like that's the one thing that unifies us the most is we want to beat them. And we celebrate when Kansas loses in the NCAA tournament. Like that's what bonds us together as Missouri fans. So I did miss Kansas. And I think we're seeing based on the students kind of gravitating towards this game. I saw the Jesse Newell tweet about how many camping groups that they had. And based on Bill's comments, Kansas missed playing Missouri too.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, I I don't know the people who say I'd rather play Washington State than Missouri are silly. I mean, that's just that's just silly. And but they're taking it. They were taking that lead from Self because Self was the one over time. You know, especially early on, it's like we ain't playing them. Uh, Screw those guys. They left. They don't deserve to play up. We're not gonna. I mean, that was the. They were taking that from the top. And then, so people still saying that now, now that self has sort of changed his tune, are just silly. I could sort of, I sort of understand the people who are like, man, I don't want to play them. We don't deserve. It. They don't, you know, whatever. Uh, back then, but now self is the great. Like anyone, anyone who's saying they don't want to play Missouri, is just, just silly. I'm, I'm not, well, I'm
3: not like that. I mean, I would say that this is just one of our problems in like American discourses. We just feel like we can't disagree with the people who side we on because it makes us less on their side. Like sure. sometimes Patrick Mahomes plays poorly. Like it's okay to say that, even though you're a diehard Chiefs fan. Sometimes Andy Reid makes the wrong call. Like you can say that. It doesn't cheapen your value as a Chiefs fan. Bill Self was wrong. He has been wrong for a decade. I know he's the coach of Kansas and he's a Hall of Famer and he walks on water, but how he's handled the last decade has been wrong. It has been Worse for Kansas. It's been worse for where we live. It's made college basketball a less enjoyable sport. We can all admit that. We can all acknowledge that. It doesn't make Bill any less of a coach. Kansas is still going to be the one seed or the two seed in the Midwest. They'll still have a chance to win the national championship. But college basketball was worse off because of, A, MU leaving the Big 12 to join the SEC, which I didn't have any control over. None of us had any control over. They didn't ask me my opinion on it it has also been worse by the fact that Kansas has refused to play Missouri for a decade.
1: We're going to have to invite you back on our other podcast, American discourse. Um, <laughs> American discourse. <Yeah. laughs> we'll, we'll have that
2: conversation. Uh, you know, I want to get into the game real quick. You know, one thing that I don't,
3: I don't want to get into the Aaliyah, game. Quick. No, this, is, this is exactly I what i, have I want no to interest into. in talking to you about but, the game. No, I, I, no. I, <laughs> just real
2: quick. Like, Going back, and I'm, and you follow this stuff, and you have to follow, you know, KU basketball for, for what you do for a living, but for, for us, when Missouri was in the Big 12, I think I would say, other than KU, I would probably know most about Missouri basketball. Like, I would follow them... B- or K-State just based on their arrival. I want to know. I sometimes watch those games. And so, you know, that 2011 2012 team with Michael Dixon and Phil Pressey and Kim English. I knew those guys. I knew how they played. And so that's kind of what's missing with this game. I know nothing about this current Mizzou team. I don't have any interest in learning about them. Like what what should we know other than they lost to UMKC?
3: I think that this is If I had to guess, this is probably one of the five worst MU teams to go up against Kansas, certainly during our lifetimes. I I think Missouri at most will win five more games the rest of the season. I just don't think this team can score consistently. And I think the flaw right now on what Konzo is trying to do is Konzo really wants them to be Virginia, for example. Like, Virginia can play those low-scoring, grinded-out games. But they're doing it with future NBA players. Like, they have Kyle Anderson on their team. You know what I mean? Like, they've had guys that are going to the league that's not what Missouri is. And as I would say the big difference between those teams you're talking about back in, you know, the early 2010s, that team could shoot. That's what basketball is now. Like, you need to be able to space the floor. You need to be able to to play a full-court game. And you need to be able to shoot the basketball at a high-efficiency. Missouri hasn't been able to do that outside of the uh, outside of Conzo's first year like that team actually was a pretty decent shooting team. They made the NCAA tournament. That team would have had a chance, but I don't want to get into Michael Porter's injury. It just only makes me upset. <laughs> but th- th- this team just can't consistently score. And they went through a stretch their first five games. They scored under 30 uh, in the first half of their first five games. You're just not going to beat any team that's worth anything if you're scoring 22 points a half. That's just not the way basketball's played in 2021. That I my my biggest fear in this game and why I just don't really give Missouri much of a chance is it's very simplistic. They just don't score enough to keep up with Kansas. So if Kansas scores until the 70s, which they obviously should, Missouri just doesn't have a chance to win this game 75-71. Like they can only win this game 61-56, and Kansas ain't scoring 56 points in this game.
1: All right. I know you got to get out of here. You got a hard out. Give us your prediction. Uh, by the way, our prediction was KU is going to score 150 points. So just giving you that as a,
3: as a starting point, I think it's going to be like 88 to 52. I think Missouri is going to get pounded in this game. I don't think that self's going to call the dogs off on this one. I think that self typically would call the dogs off in a game. That's a little bit, but I think, I think the, the, the choice to play Missouri was much more of an administration choice than Bill's choice. I think Bill finally said, okay, I'll do it. Like the same way, like your wife has been asking you to do something like, all right, all right, we can go. All right, fine, whatever. Like you'll, you'll go because you know it'll make her happy if you go. I think Bill had like the administration or Jeff Long at the time had been like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. He's like, no, no, no. And then one day he was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like make it happen. But I want like, it needs to go X, Y, and Z. Like. We need to have the last home game, the first home game in the series, all of that kind of stuff. I think Bill is going to put a decade's worth of frustration (laughs) on Missouri. I think they are going to be up early in this game. And typically where I think KU would kind of coast in the second half, if they were playing TCU, for example, I don't think there's going to be any of that. I think the building's going to be rocking. I think Missouri scores like 17 points in the first half. And it is just an absolute laugher of, of most of this game. I, I don't give Missouri, honestly, like I can, I can normally argue the other side of anything and give you some any given Sunday. I do not see a scenario in which MU wins on Saturday.
1: Well... You heard it here first, folks. Actually, you heard it here second because that's basically what we said earlier. <laughs> yeah, no chance. No, it's like, pretty much exactly what we no said. No chance.
3: No the chance. Joel's
1: not calling up the dogs. He's gonna run up the score. all basically everything you said, we agree with. So uh listen, I know you gotta get out of here, man. Appreciate it as always. Good chat with you. Uh Carrington's one of the good good Mizzou fans out there. Uh, even though he gives me shit, I give it right back to him. So we got that relationship that I think works.
3: <laughs> and, yeah, that I, I do wanna say this though, like I joke with you because I actually know you. Like, always KU fans like, oh, you picked this random KU fan. You're not a random KU fan to me. I, I know you. So when I tweet you, it, I think you know it comes from a place of respect. And I, I, I admire your work. I like you as a person. So when I'm going back and forth with you, it, it's out of love. It's
1: out of love. Oh, I, I got you. I got you. I, I, I know that, you know, but you know, but the, the followers may not always, but
3: <laughs> no, they but sometimes
1: they, you throw a little jab though. Sometimes you throw a little troll jab. So
3: like I, I don't it. throw the, the the last time you and I agreed is when <laughs> KU fans stormed the field for beating a one double a team. And I was like <laughs> come on now like you can't tell me we're condoning this. We we can't be condoning this. Now at the end of the season KU football gave you reasons to storm the field. Even in losses, you were like, that's real tangible progress. Kansas next year should feel like, hey, we could win four or five games this year. we
1: have to have you back on to talk about that.
3: Yeah, but like game <laughs> one, you guys win a nail-biter against this one double-A team and you're running on the field you guys like, have, have some fun. Like, no, that's embarrassing. Everybody is making fun of you. Now, uh, I think people have a respect for KU football to some extent. I mean, they only won two games last year, but anybody who watched KU football the last month can see that they are clearly getting better. They're clearly trending in the right direction. And I would say for the first time in a decade, they have real momentum moving forward.
1: One last thing. Are we going to do a t-shirt bet?
3: I'm okay. For this? No, no, no. How about no, if I give you I'm not how interested if, in any of that? No. How
1: about how about if I give you the same deal on our first KU football Missouri game?
3: No! I'm not interested in any of that. No. No, thank you.
1: All right. Well, I am going to post a picture of you holding the KU shirt, just so you know. (laughs) No.
0: Relax. (laughs) What are you doing?
1: All right. Fine. I won't. But it is out there somewhere on the internet. I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure we... No, no no
3: one should find it. I'm sure it's out there
1: somewhere. All right, man. Good to hear from you, as always. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you. Check it out on 610 Sports. Carrington Harrison. See you, man. All right, Andrew. There you have it. Uh, first of all, good sport. Thanks, Carrington, for coming on. Uh, uh, e- easy to have the conversation when KU is a twenty, whatever point favorite in this game. Uh, and he's yes, obviously- it's
2: if it was a close <laughs> game, it, this would be a more of a contentious conversation. Be more fun. It would be, it would uh, be right. more fun when when Mizzou's good and we're like a one versus two. We've played them one versus two, I think, once, but we were. You know, there's been occasions where we're two versus three or one versus four or, you know, there's been a lot of those. And those games are so fun. So if Mizzou ever gets good again, which I don't think they will because they're terrible, (laughs) this will be different. But, you know, we got to get we got to get our practice back. You know, it's been a long time. Maybe sometimes you have to go away for you to really fully respect something. So if if we've been playing these like sprint center game, one-off games for the past 10 years, would this, would this matter as much to us? No. Like take some time away, come back to it. And now we'll just embrace the fall right back into it. Embrace it. I hope so. I hope so. Well, but this, this won't be a perfect game for the fans. It won't be a perfect game for the rivalry, but it's a start. It's a
1: start. Uh, you'll like this, Andrew. I was talking to Carrington before, uh, before we got on, he's like, yeah, uh, I got, I just got finished with the KU podcast and I'm going on another KU podcast. It's oh, going to be like, everybody is like, let's, let's call like my one, like token Missouri friend <laughs> that that we can get on who actually knows something about K, uh, Missouri basketball. He's going to be like a guy who's like hocking a, a book. You know, like let's say you like listen to a lot of political podcasts. There's like one guy yeah. who just wrote a book. He's on every single one.
2: It goes through be... the car wash of every yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be carried on everybody's feed tomorrow. That's all right. That's all right. He's he's a good dude, and uh, and and uh, happy to have him on. And Andrew, this is gonna be a fun week. I I can't wait for Katie Mizzou. I I think that we have given the folks a nice little for the rival we didn't get in the border war like the historical stuff google that you know find it uh, it's worth a read if you don't know it but but the it's real it's a real it's a real hatred still I think there's a burning fire there somewhere
2: you know we started this podcast in September of 2012 you and I have actually never talked about KU Mizzou they were gone by the time we started this podcast it's so this is exhibition. our first KU Mizzou other than the exhibition yeah this is it this is So first one. So let's see how it goes. I'm excited. You know, this is one of those games. So I'll be there. You know, I'll be there when the doors open. It's one of those games. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, look forward to hearing uh, your perspective from the game. I will not be there, uh, but uh, I I don't think uh, this is an outside chance. We'll see, but uh, you'll be there. So you'll be our our eyes and ears on the ground. Takes pictures. Let us know what's going on. Tweet. Let us uh, give us the full picture. And, Look forward to that. And check out that, that timeline, uh, that Twitter feed, uh, that I, that I posted earlier. Cause there's some, there's some great stories from, from folks on there that worth, worth, worth scrolling through good scrolling. All right, Andrew, let's get out of here. Thanks very much uh, for listening and catch me on Jayhawk talk. You can catch Andrew at Sherlock hoops. Do us a favor, go out to iTunes using your app. If you're listening on iTunes, just open it up real quick, go to our show, give us a five-star review, leave a comment, leave a rating helps us to get the podcast out to new listeners and andrew i got just one thing to say luck for and
2: if you love it then i love it cause we for my j for my j fans for my j for my j fans
0: for my j and if you love it then i love it I tried to tell him Every time we on the court I tried to tell them that we never coming up short. I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell them that, that they should never let us in. They say that we the best but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gon' keep it real shout out the bill this for them fans that waited off in them long lines camped out before the games and they stayed a long time every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win on a Jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the k and the u uh-huh yeah baby that'll make you say Ooh. we at the top of the top just like we should be started from the bottom thanks to what james could see Dr. Nate Smith made a game for man change lives for the players and did the same for the fans for my Jayhawks this for my Jayhawks fans for my Jayhawks this for my Jayhawks fans for my Jayhawks hawks and if you love it then i love it cuz we hawks baby fans for my Jayhawks this for my Jayhawks fans for my Jayhawks this for my Jayhawks fans for my Jayhawks hawks And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, baby. All them years that we've been cheering, everything that we've been hearing, all them spreads that we've been clearing, never been no team we fearing, and look how Bill got us in all them tournaments appearing, with no team that's interfering, nine times get the cheering, with them banners held high, and the crowd going wild, night before the final four, you can't even sleep now, yeah we at the peak now, we can't even leap down, March Madness man, we've been waiting weeks now. If you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the boosters showing love and the alumni. I'm speaking for the fans even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love. Love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas. With no Jayhawks That's like having no streets But trying to Jayhawk They see us as support And we see them on the court So we keep it loud and do our best So we don't come up short We win together And we lose together But win or lose We still booze together Struggles in my life Will change me as a man But one thing that'll never change I'll be a Jayhawk fan I ain't even gotta really say it That's why I made it Launch madness here we can't be faded Run chuck J huck in your faces I ain't even gotta really say it This one for the fans, that's why I made it March Madness, here we can't be faded Rock Chuck j in your face This for my j fans, for my j it's This for my j fans, for my J-Hawks This for my j fans, for my J-Hawks And if you love it, then I love it cause we Hawks, baby. for my j fans, for my j this for my J-Hulk fans, for my j house This for my j fans, for my J-Hawks, J-Hawk Hawks And if you love it, then I love it Cause we Hawks, baby